It is zero hour thirty universal time. Here is the news in special English. Former Bosnian Serb General Ratko Mladic has appeared in Serbia's war crimes court. Mr. Mladic was arrested early Thursday in a northern Serbian village. Serbian forces had been searching for him for more than ten years. The United Nations War Crimes Court in The Hague wants to try the former commander of Bosnian Serb forces. He is accused of genocide and other war crimes during the breakup of Yugoslavia in the early 1990s. His lawyer told the Serbian judges that Mr. Mladic does not recognize the international court. Some supporters of Mr. Mladic protested his arrest. In the northern Serbian city of Novi Sad, two people were reported injured during a clash between police and protesters. There were five explosions in the Libyan capital, Tripoli, late Thursday, near the home of the country's leader, Muammar Gaddafi. The targets of the suspected NATO airstrikes have not been confirmed, have not been identified. The attacks happened after the United States said a ceasefire offer from Mr. Gaddafi's government was not believable. Earlier Thursday, Libya's prime minister said the government was ready for a ceasefire with rebels fighting to oust the government. Prime Minister al-Baghdadi al-Mahmoudi announced the truce offer Thursday, but he ruled out the resignation of Mr. Gaddafi, which is a major demand of the rebels and NATO. Heavy clashes between Yemeni government forces and opposition supporters continued Thursday. More than 50 people have been killed in less than 24 hours. The fighting was led by Yemen's Hashid tribe. It is the most serious threat to the rule of Yemeni President Ali Abdullah Saleh after three months of opposition protests. The president refuses to resign after nearly 33 years of rule. Yemen's defense ministry announced the arrest order for Hashid tribe chief Sheikh Sadek al-Ahmar, on Thursday. Mr. Ahmar has dismissed the order. He accuses Mr. Saleh of leading Yemen into a civil war. He has urged other Arab countries to pressure Mr. Saleh to leave. Mr. Ahmar's supporters have been in deadly clashes with government forces since Monday. A suicide bomber killed at least 32 people Thursday in northwest Pakistan. At least 56 others were wounded. The attack took place in the town of Hangu in Khyber Pathumkhwa province. Police say the bomber exploded a small truck full of explosives near a police station. Several nearby buildings and businesses were damaged. It was the second suicide attack 
claimed by the Pakistani Taliban in two days. On Wednesday, a suicide bomber attacked a police building in Peshawar, killing at least eight people. Most of the dead were police officers. The Taliban said that attack was in answer to the death of Osama bin Laden. Taliban militants are claiming responsibility for a bomb blast in Afghanistan's Kandahar province that killed eight NATO troops. Seven of them were Americans. It was the deadliest attack on NATO forces in almost a month. Afghan police say two police officers were also killed in the blast, which happened in the Shorabak region. They say the bomb was hidden and was set off as NATO troops and Afghan police approached the area on foot. You are listening to the news in VOA Special English. The man who may be the next American ambassador to China says the Chinese government must do more to pressure North Korea to end its nuclear weapons program. Gary Locke spoke to United States senators on Thursday. He said actions by North Korea are causing China to understand that it must do more to reduce tensions. In his words, China can and must do more. Mr. Locke said if the Senate approves his nomination, he will raise concerns about China's human rights record. He said he strongly disagrees with China's attacks on reporters, lawyers, bloggers, artists, and religious groups. United States government lawyers say a tenth Somali has admitted guilt in the hijacking of a boat in waters near East Africa. Four Americans were killed in the hijacking in February. The United States Attorney's Office said Mahdi Jama Muhammad admitted his guilt Thursday in a federal court in Virginia. A judge is required to sentence the Somali man to prison for life. The Federal Bureau of Investigation says Muhammad helped plan the attack. Five others still face piracy charges in the case. The United States Supreme Court has ruled that state governments can punish businesses that knowingly employ illegal immigrants. The court ruled five to three in support of a law in the state of Arizona. It ruled that state officials have the right to take away operating permits from companies that employ illegal immigrants. The governor of Arizona, Jan Brewer, welcomed the court's ruling. She says she believes states should help enforce immigration laws. A major business group, civil rights groups, 
and the Obama administration opposed the law. They said immigration issues are a responsibility of the federal government. But the court said states can control whether businesses should remain open. A new report says married couples occupy just 48% of American homes. It is the first time that the United States Census Bureau has reported the rate to be less than 50%. In 1950, more than 75% of American homes had both a married man and his wife. The number of traditional families has decreased. In the past 10 years, the number fell from 25% to 20%. The report said there are unmarried couples living together in about one in every eight homes. That represents a 25% increase in the past 10 years. Here again is the major news. Former Bosnian Serb general and accused war criminal Ratko Miladic appeared in Serbia's war crimes court Thursday. There were five suspected NATO airstrikes in the Libyan capital Tripoli late Thursday, near the home of the country's leader, Muammar Gaddafi. And the man who may be the next American ambassador to China says the Chinese government must do more to pressure North Korea to end its nuclear weapons program. That's the news in VOA Special English from Washington.